Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Let's get it. What's up? What's good? This is the San Francisco 49ers Report live here on Chat Sports. I'm Chase Sr. And no matter where you are or how you're tuned in, we appreciate the faithful for making today's show a part of your day. So many content options out there. We're always so blessed that you come and choose us coming up today. Discussing the latest Niners news, rumors, analysis, and we're going to chop it up with the faithful as well. As for the segments that we have on deck, why the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl favorites. We're going to get into our football analysis bag. San Francisco making a couple of roster moves, and we'll do a mailbag where we open up the floor and we hear from you. couple of ways for you to get involved and get involved early. Use hashtag 49ers or Super Chat. You could start getting those questions in right now for the right-hand man, Trizzy Trace. Make sure you join us on Sunday, by the way. San Francisco looking to pull off the season sweep of the Seattle Seahawks for the second consecutive year. We will be live with an hour pregame show. We're going to get started around 2.05 p.m. Eastern, 11.05 a.m. For those of you on the West Coast, it's going to be a blast. We have 150 people watching live in the early going and another loaded Niners report on the docket but first, where are you watching from? Let's interact with some of our loyal subscribers here. Tom Daly, Larry Fort, John Wallace, EC, Michael Rowe. I'm seeing a lot of people say, Trizzy, you're the GOAT. Trizzy is indeed the GOAT. Love y'all, Faithful. Jeffrey Adams, Eric Allen, Tyson, EC, Spunky Guy, BK from the Bay is in Little Rock. Spunky Guy's in a... Sacramento, Tacoma, Washington from Ken, the boy Coop, also in the house, South Carolina from Darius, Missouri from Mike, one of our Goldmine Hall of Fame members, Tony Mesa, Tom Daly, Redding, Eddie Hernandez, Texas, EC, Riverside, California, 16, Bar King, Frisco, Frisco, Eastside, Suter Creek from Dan Paul, Michigan, Germany from Stefan. We go across the pond and international. Now, a lot of you joined us on Tuesday for our live show, and I made a deal with the people. On Tuesday, I said, look, if we get the $500 in Super Chats during the live show, I'm going to run 13 miles for number 13, Brock Purdy. He's bought out this year. He looks to be the Niners franchise quarterback. So let me challenge myself and set a PR for the most miles I've ever run. And let's calculate 13 miles for number 13, Big Cock Brock. So tomorrow, I am running a half marathon for the 49ers starting quarterback because we did get the $500 in Super Chats. I'm going to turn that into a video. And it has to be like eight minutes long. So I'm thinking about doing like a day in the life. You know, when I set my alarm, I wake up, I cold plunge, I do a little uh, meditation, drinking some coffee, and then I'll hit the trail and I'm running 13.1 miles for Big Cock Brock. Today's live show, sponsored by Price Picks, the largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America. Daily fantasy sports made easy. You pick two plus players. You choose more or less on their projected stat lines. And we had a winner last week for Eagles Niners as San Francisco able to get a statement dub. We went with Christian McCaffrey, more than a half rushing touchdown. Jalen Hurts on the brotherly shove, more than a half rushing touchdown. Both of those able to hit 
very easily. Hassan Reddick, more than .75 sacks. He had a sack of Brock Purdy on the first drive. As Philadelphia hit Brock Purdy twice on the first drive, they didn't for the rest of the game. And then George Kittle, a monster first half, more than 47.5 receiving yards. It makes game days a whole lot more fun, and you can win real money. So sign up today, prizepicks.com slash CLNS, and get a $100 deposit match. I do want to chop it up with everybody on the live show here today. It's Friday Junior, otherwise known as Thursday. So get involved. Use the hashtag 49ers or send in a super chat to ask us anything like our guy Nicholas Garrett. He said, I'm ready for the Seahawks sweep. So are we, and we'll be live for it doing our watch party on Sunday. And I hope to see Nicholas and all of the other real ones there. So if you want to get on our mailbag, hashtag 49ers or send in a super chat. Michael Killer, Keller, excuse me. What's up, Chase? He's a killer, though. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome today, man. You know, I had one of those days today early where stuff kept getting in my way. And I wasn't able to get the things done that I wanted to get done once I got to work. I got a good run-in. I read this morning, did a little meditation, cold plunge. That was good. And then I struggled to get the workday going. But then I teamed up with Trace, and we found a way to get it done as we always do. And now we're live. But I do so much outside of just the Niners Report. We have a deal with Amazon Alexa. I'm doing some Sixers videos. So very busy. But we're ready to rock. If you're ready to rock as well, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. EC said Chase Senior for MVP. You know, I'm going to call you a liar, EC, because I think EC is the MVP. Niners is tuned in from Rialto, California. Very cool. Uh, Michael Keller also saying, hey, Chase, got a bunch of Raider friends at work and they're crying because they're not going to go to the playoffs either. Yeah, when you're a bad organization, you stay bad. And that's what the Raiders are, and that's what they define. John Wallace, that's awesome, brother. Stefan saying, Chase, the best. You're the best because you're tuned in from Germany. That's pretty damn awesome. I'd say Trizzy is the best as well. All right, we're about to get the official live show started. We got to get to 100 likes, though. We have 161 people watching live. The more likes that we get, the more people will come on and join the show. So if you're ready to rock and talk some Niners, make sure you hit that thumbs up icon like the video. So we'll get there during this segment, and I'm ready to talk some Niners right now. We're at 69 likes. How nice. Hey, nice. How much? And we might as well just stay right there because that's a good number. All right. Let's start the official live show. Let's do it. Segment number one, why the 49ers are Super Bowl favorites. This is the San Francisco 49ers Report. I'm Chase Sr. Appreciate all of you for watching today's show. And coming up, why the San Francisco 49ers are favored to win Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Can you imagine if the Niners are able to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl? The scene that it's going to be in Las Vegas, an absolute party, and we will be there. First, though, it's the quest for six for this football organization that's one of the most historic in all of sports. So if you think the 49ers can win it all this year, they have the makings of being the best team in football and winning the Super Bowl, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. If you don't have that level of confidence, I want you to explain why you don't think the Niners can win the Super Bowl. 
You look at the Super Bowl odds. Obviously, we're going to start here because San Francisco, after beating the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles, they are the odds-on favorite to win Super Bowl 58, which would be their sixth Super Bowl championship. That's why the motto is Quest for Six. For those of you not familiar, the Niners checking in at plus 320. The team that they beat last week in Philadelphia on the road the Philadelphia Eagles coming in with the second best odds at plus 550. Kansas City Chiefs offense has struggled mightily this year, but when you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you're always going to be a factor in the equation. Plus 650 for Kansas City. Then the other teams following suit, Miami Dolphins 7-1 odds, Cowboys at plus 850, and the Baltimore Ravens at plus 850. And I have five reasons why among a lot of other talking points that I want to get to on today's show for why I believe the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl favorites right now. And we start off with something that is so glaring to me, and that is the level of talent on the San Francisco 49ers roster. And San Francisco and Philadelphia, two of the top teams in football. I think they're the, still the top two best teams in football. But when I watched the 49ers, they were just a little bit more talented and a lot deeper than Philadelphia. They also looked like the fresher team. And when you canvas this Niners roster, there are so many future Hall of Famers, all pros, pro bowlers, and overall high-level players. So we start off on the offensive side of the football. Brock Purdy is tied with Dak Prescott as the odds-on favorite going into Week 14 to win NFL MVP. If this wasn't such... A quarterback award, Christian McCaffrey would have a massive case to be made to win NFL MVP this year. His ability to impact the game through the air and on the ground is profound. And what McCaffrey is doing this year is special. And really, this deal that the Niners made in acquiring Christian McCaffrey in that trade with the Carolina Panthers looks like an all-time steal. More than 1,000 yards rushing. And then what he's able to do through the air with 429 receiving yards as well, he has combined for 17 touchdowns. So what he's doing is special. Last week against Philadelphia, Debo Samuel popped and looked like the all-pro player that he was back in the 2021 season. Three touchdowns for him. Two through the air, one on the ground, and with the ball in his hands, he's an absolute menace. Brandon Ayuk is having a career year. I believe he's on the cusp of being a top 10 wide receiver if he's not already as a route runner with the footwork that he has. He's a dog. George Kittle behind Travis Kelsey, second best tight end in the NFL, and that's been the case for several years. And then you have Arguably the best left tackle of all time in Trent Williams, who right now is defying father time, holding it down along the line of scrimmage. Then you shift gears to the defensive side of the football. High-level players there as well. And this is a credit to the Niners coaching staff. This is a credit to the front office, the scouting department, for being able to compile these players. Because a lot of these players are homegrown. That includes Nick Bosa, the reigning defensive player of the year, who over the last couple of weeks has played great football. This is a San Francisco 49ers defensive line and defense that has 18 sacks over the last four games. Javon Hargrave, can't say the Niners aren't aggressive. Four-year, $84 million contract in free agency. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the game, especially as a pass rusher. Eric Armstead, team captain, just the model of consistency and character. 49ers trading for Chase Young, who 
since the Niners acquired him. That's a big reason why the 49ers have those 18 sacks in the last four games since he became a part of the faithful. And then you go to the second level and the third level of this 49ers defense. Fred Warner, best linebacker in the game. Dre Greenlaw, one of the other best off-ball linebackers in the NFL. And Charvarius Ward is leading the National Football League right now in pass breakups with 15. No other player has more than 12. We didn't put Talanoa Hufanga, who was an All-Pro last year, on this list because right now he's lost for the year with that torn ACL. But you can put him in the equation as well. The 49ers have superstar starters, and they also have quality depth pieces. So a big reason why the 49ers are Super Bowl favorites, point number one, this roster, the best in the game. Point number two, the San Francisco 49ers are so multiple as a football club. What I mean by that, when a team is multiple, you have the offensive firepower to win in a shootout and put 30, 40 points on the scoreboard and be able to exchange punches and go back and forth with another really good offensive team. If the offense isn't clicking to its fullest capabilities, the 49ers have defensive talent to win a low-scoring game. Right now, for opposing offenses, it's really difficult for them to just score touchdowns and move the football. And then the Niners, they're also multiple because they can pass it with Brock Purdy, they can run it with Christian McCaffrey, they can defend the pass because Charvarius Ward and Ambry Thomas have played great ball, they can blitz the quarterback, but they can also defend the run as well, and that's been a calling card for this team since it came out of the bye. The 49ers can also win in any weather, sunshine and blue skies, or if it's raining and wet like it was last week in Philadelphia. And then statistically, you look at both sides of the football with how the Niners produce offensively and how the defense has been faring. Led by Kyle Shanahan, who is the architect of this Niners offense, San Francisco is averaging 29 points per game, third in the NFL. They're putting up nearly 400 yards of offense, third in the NFL. Their yards per play, two. So this is a very explosive offensive unit. Their third down percentage is number five because Brock Purdy is able to make decisions so quickly and can improvise and throw with anticipation, but the running game is also so good. And then in the red zone, the 49ers are turning drives into touchdowns when they get into the red area inside the 20. Third best rate in the NFL, 64.5%. And then the Niners' defense, less than 16 points per game allowed. That's number two. Fifth in yards per game, fifth in yards per play. Uh, third down defense has to get a little bit better, but the red zone defense is really good. And their red zone defense holding Philadelphia on their first two drives to two field goals, I thought was a turning point of that football game last week and allowed the Niners from that point on to erase a 6 nothing deficit and outscore Philadelphia 42-13 to the rest of the way and score touchdowns on six consecutive drives. So I do want to ask you this. This 49ers team is special. Which team, though, is the biggest threat to San Francisco not winning at all? It could be a team in the NFC. It could be a team in the AFC. Let me know that team down below in the comment section right now. Plenty more to get to on today's show for why the Niners are Super Bowl favorites. But first, today's 49ers report is sponsored by Prize Picks. 
the largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America, and the best deal that any DFS app has to offer. It's a free download, but then if you use the link at the bottom of your screen, prizepicks.com slash CLNS, you get a $100 deposit match. Producer Chip was on a heater last week, and this is why you got to tune into the show and download Prize Picks because we've had a lot of winners this year, whether it's me, Trizzy, or Chip. Last week, this was the 49ers report quadsum of selections. Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Hurts, more than a half rushing touchdown. Ding, ding. Hassan Reddick had to get a sack. He did. Ding, ding. And then George Kittle, a huge first half for him, more than 47 and a half receiving yards. We cashed in on that as well. $100 deposit match, daily fantasy sports made easy. You can combine now your NBA and NFL picks. Get signed up today. Link is available down for you in the comment section and in the description of this video. I think for any team to be a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl favorite, you have to have a top-notch coaching staff as well as a very good front office. And San Francisco can certainly check both of those boxes. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best head coaches in the game. Three NFC Championship games over the last four years. One of the more creative minds when it comes to offensive football in this generation of the NFL. He's had a lot of success and once again, having a lot of success. If he wins a Super Bowl, he becomes one of the most influential head coaches of this generation. And I know that a lot of people were not liking what Steve Wilkes was doing as the Niners defensive coordinator during that three-game losing streak going into the bye week. How about how this Niners defense has played over the last month? Steve Wilkes is a leader of men. Steve Wilkes having a defensive backs background has allowed a Jair Brown and an Ambry Thomas, in my opinion, to play just next-level football as young players for a Super Bowl contending defense. The adjustments that he made coming out of the bye were terrific. Steve Wilkes is great. Brian Greasy, look at what he's done now with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy in his regular season career, 14-3 as a starter. Mr. Irrelevant, and statistically, as we're about to show you, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and an odds-on favorite to win NFL MVP. And I thought that Brian Greasy did good work with Jimmy Garoppolo as well as Trey Lance last year. Chris Kosarek, best defensive line coach in the NFL, and John Lynch. He's not afraid to make a move. The fact that in the last calendar year plus, He's made some significant acquisitions. Trading for Christian McCaffrey, signing Javon Hargrave, signing Traverius Ward last offseason, which obviously doesn't fit that last year-plus timeline. Trading for Randy Gregory as well as Chase Young. And I know that the 49ers have missed on several draft picks over time in the John Lynch-Kyle Shanahan tenure since 2017. Alert, every team misses on draft picks. The 49ers are where they are right now, in part, because John Lynch. And then other names worth monitoring and mentioning. Adam Peters, assistant general manager. There's a reason why he's interviewed for other general manager gigs across the NFL. Bobby Turner, a great running backs coach who has developed backs and found backs in the draft who have ended up being impact players. Chris Forster has done a great job along the offensive line developing Aaron Banks. And a Jake Brendel. Hopefully he can do the same with Spencer Burford. We'll see about Colton McKivitz. Daniel Bullocks is doing a good job with the DBs. Again, Ambry Thomas, Jair Brown, Johnny Holland. 
the coaching that he's done at linebacker with the Fred Warner and a Trey Greenlaw and then a Jalen Graham and a D. Winters. Oren Burks is playing good football this year, and before 2023, he was a longtime special teams player. And then for this staff to have Anthony Lynn as an assistant head coach and also teaming up with Bobby Turner to coach the running backs, that's the depth of this coaching staff. Point number four, any Super Bowl favorite has to have elite-level quarterback play outside of a couple of instances, like a Trent Dilfer. Some people might want to point to Nick Foles, but Nick Foles in that playoff run for the Eagles in 2017 was terrific. Oftentimes, a Super Bowl team has an elite quarterback, and Brock Purdy has played elite football this year. He's 9-3, a couple of really statement victories against the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. He's completing 70% of his passes. That's number one in the NFL. He's thrown for almost 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, six picks. Yards per attempt to top all quarterbacks at 9.6. So, too, is his quarterback rating at 116.1. And you look at where Purdy ranks among all quarterbacks. I talked about the completion percentage, yards per attempt, QBR and quarterback rating, number one. Passing touchdowns, he's fourth. Passing yards, he's seventh. Yards per game, he's eighth. So don't tell me that he's aided by a run-heavy offense. He's still putting up digits. And this year, Brock Purdy on pace for 4,511 yards, 33 touchdowns to go along with nine interceptions. Point number five here. San Francisco has dominated teams, and they've dominated teams in spectacular and impressive fashion. Point differential. The Dallas Cowboys are number one at plus 168. The San Francisco 49ers, second at plus 163. We go into week 14, and every win that the Niners have been able to have here this year, they've been able to win going away, and they've dominated their opponent. They've also played a much more difficult and arduous schedule as compared to Dallas. The Cowboys have only one win this year against a team with a winning record. It came last Thursday against Seattle, and Seattle came into that game at 6-5. Six and five. They lost their 6-6. Six and six. So the only team that the Cowboys have won with a winning record is now 500, and they're about to be 6-7 and seven after San Francisco smacks them around at Levi's Stadium on Sunday. So it's impressive that the Cowboys have been able to blow a lot of teams out. Not easy to do at the NFL level, but they've done so against a cupcake schedule. And then I'm going to give you a bonus one here on the fly. Number six, elite teams and Super Bowl favorites. They all suffer injuries. They all have to deal with adversity. Can you plug and play players? And can you develop players? There have been a couple of developmental stories for this Niners team here in 2023, and even going back to last year, that have been notable and remarkable. The growth and the consistency of Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant here. The final pick of the draft, Trent Williams put it in a great way when he said it's almost like he hit the $2 billion lottery with the final pick in the draft. The way that he's playing and the way that he's developed is a credit to this coaching staff. Aaron Banks has turned into a Pro Bowl-level left guard. Brandon Ayuk has gotten better and better and better each of the four years that he's been in the NFL. Talano Hufanga goes down. Jair Brown comes into that game against the Buccaneers and he has a pass breakup against Mike Evans and a game-clinching interception. And since then, we haven't called his name because he hasn't done anything poorly. That's impressive for a rookie. 
Ambry Thomas. I think this is a huge credit to Steve Wilkes. The 49ers needed to make a change in the secondary coming out of the bye. So they benched Isaiah Oliver, who was a sight for sore eyes. They put D'Amador Lenore in the slot, Ambry Thomas to the outside. Ambry Thomas and Charvarius Mooney Ward on the outside as a cornerback tandem have been one of the best cornerback tandems for a month now. And that's only mentioning a few of these player developmental stories. So that is why the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl favorites. If I miss something, let me know in the comment section. And if you enjoyed today's 49ers report, shout out to the faithful. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. Most importantly, though, give me a real one right now. Recent commenter club, Mr. Black Ice. Changing the profile picture, right? Johnny Bravo, Dan Nelson, Henry the Average Niner fan, long time no see, Date D, Angelito, Words of Wisdom, Alicia, Tom Daly, Oliver Leach, Big Hurt, Daywalker, Henry, all real ones right here. Real one, roll call. Always good to see some real ones in the chat. By the way, Alicia sent me a message last night. And the Jerry Rice jersey did get to her. And here's a look at it. It's looking fresh. One of the cooler jerseys that we've given away. There's the front side. A little note. I send notes with all of the Super Chat MVP items that we give away. And then on the back of the jersey, the autograph with all of his accolades. So Alicia's going to get that framed. Put it up somewhere at the crib. Her and her mom, Lisa Hernandez. Real ones. All right, let's chop it up. Use hashtag 49ers or Super Chat to ask us anything. Coming up next here on the show, Niners making a couple of roster moves. On the back end of that segment, we're going to take some of your questions. And after that, we are going to do a full-fledged mailbag. So start to get those questions in right now. And who's going to break the Super Chat cherry? Because right now, no Super Chats have come in. You send in a Super Chat, you skip the line, and we'll answer your questions first. Words of wisdom, been seeing your mug left and right lately. Stay humble, bro. I know you will. I'll always stay humble, man. Trying to take off career advancement, upward mobility. That's what it's all about. And the 49ers report has been an incredible platform. Johnny Bravo, Purdy for MVP, Prescott for Cheerleader Award. Alicia, thank you. We love the jersey. I'm glad that you do. Ken Dowsland's a real one. Bob Smith, thank you so much. John Wallace, really, really real one. All right, next up, Niners making a couple of roster moves. Let's break it all down right here live on the show. The San Francisco 49ers making a couple of roster moves on this Thursday. It's a beautiful Thursday, my beautiful people. We thank you so much for tuning into the show. And we begin with Ty Davis-Price. The other day on Tuesday, he was let go by San Francisco in order to open up a roster spot for longtime defensive back Logan Ryan, who the 49ers signed in the wake of that Talano Hufanga injury just to bulk up the depth at that safety spot. And we talked about it during the show on Tuesday that there was a possibility that Ty Davis-Price was going to get released in order to open up that roster spot and then come back to the San Francisco 49ers. And I think a big reason why the Niners are bringing him back, he does have some pedigree. They do like the player. They liked him enough in the 2022 NFL draft to take him in the third round. And so far in his NFL career, hasn't done anything. A big reason for that 
is because Christian McCaffrey has been an all-pro player and the best running back in the game. And he's been so consistently available and healthy and durable that he continues to see the field. But Kyle Shanahan also said something this week, that Christian McCaffrey is the most talented player he's ever coached without the ball in his hands. And what he means by that, he's a smart football player. His dad, Ed, actually was coached by Mike Shanahan, played alongside John Elway with the Denver Broncos when they were winning Super Bowls in the late 90s. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, a big reason why he's so smart is that he grew up in a football household. I mean, the dude went to Stanford. So we know that he has better brains than me. That's for damn sure. But he's so good in pass protection. He's so good at some of those choice routes as a receiver. His footwork as a slot receiver is just pure and beautiful. He can catch balls out of the backfield. And then going back to that point about the choice route, that kind of wheel route and choice route that he ran against Philadelphia where he just dusted the linebacker, kind of faked in, went out, Brock Purdy able to put it right on him, that flipped the field. It was just one of the beautiful plays that the Niners, from a play design and execution standpoint, were able to pull off last week. Going back to TDP, though, the size is pretty good. And the balance and the power with that size is special. 6'1", 219. In the pre-draft process at the NFL Scouting Combine, he ran a 4-4-8, 40-yard dash. But why he can't play and why he won't play and why a guy like Jordan Mason isn't getting time. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is special. It's hard to take him off the field. But TDP, as we saw in the preseason, talked about it so much on the show, as well as whenever he gets in the football game, cannot pass protect. And you have to learn those things as a running back. It doesn't just come down to running the football, which he's gifted at. It comes down to the nuances, and TDP struggles with the nuances. There was that thought that Ty Davis Price was going to come back to the taxi squad, and the Niners are bringing him back to the practice squad. I also am wondering here, because earlier on Thursday, we went through the Niners' injury report, and Elijah Mitchell was on it once again. And once again, it was a knee injury. And Kyle Shanahan said that Elijah Mitchell was still feeling sore. On Thursday, he was working on the side field. But is there concern over another Elijah Mitchell knee injury? And that's why San Francisco is bringing TDP back. In case Mitchell can't go, you can activate him up to the game day roster. You look at the Niners' injury report here. Eric Armstead probably going to miss the next couple of weeks, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. Not an ACL, not an MCL in that knee, but he's also dealing with the foot injury. Elijah Mitchell, the aforementioned knee, Ross Dwelly ankle. That's why a lot of people are wondering if the Niners are going to bring in Zach Ertz, according to Matt Barrows of The Athletic. We talked about that on Thursday as well. San Francisco does have some interest in him. Dwelly could be an IR candidate. Spencer Burford dealing with a different knee injury, and then Darrell Luter Jr. with a hamstring injury. It's really unfortunate what has happened with Elijah Mitchell. My man was just not gifted with great knees or a body that's able to withstand some of the contact at the NFL level because he is a really gifted player with really good vision. Another issue with Elijah Mitchell is his playing style. Christian McCaffrey is so good because he's got such good bend and flexibility where he can lower his shoulder and also hurdle over defenders. Elijah Mitchell is an upright runner so that just gives a lot of space for defenders to kind of hit him down low, and he oftentimes takes shots around the knees. More Niners roster news here. Corresponding move on the practice squad, San Francisco releasing Isaiah Winstead. He's the wide receiver who 
went to East Carolina last year, was a UDFA. He put out a highlight tape on Twitter. It took off and got millions of views because he was asking for his shot. The Niners gave him a shot. I think he has ability. Won't be surprised if he goes back to the practice squad. San Francisco now has two practice squad running backs in Ty Davis-Price as well as Jeremy McNichols. And Logan Ryan originally took TDP's number of 32. He will now wear 33, and TDP gets back his number 32. Look, this is why you subscribe to the channel, because when the San Francisco 49ers make a move, we talk about it here on the show. So make sure you lock us in, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications. Therefore, anytime we do push out a video, you will be notified. Coming up next, we're going to chop it up with the faithful. We're going to open up the floor, and we're going to take some of your questions, see what you have on your minds. Stay tuned for that, because we love hearing from some really smart people. But first, today's show, sponsored by Game Time. If you want to go to this Niners-Seahawks game, it is not too late. In fact, if you download the Game Time app, one of the cool things about Game Time is that prices drop as the event gets closer. On your screen right now, you can see the vantage point and the price point of the tickets that are still available. If you download the Game Time app and you can get $20 off if you use the code NINERSCHAT. San Francisco looking to pull off the season sweep of Seattle for the second consecutive year. And if you want to go to that game, use that code NINERSCHAT to save money at checkout. A lot of tickets available. What I love about this app, you can see where you'll be sitting, but what you'll be paying for with those seats. Also, you don't just have to go to a football game. They have tickets available for concerts. I used it for a comedy show last weekend. All that information available for you down in the comment section and in the description of this video. Now we shift over to your questions coming in. Henry the Average Niner fan also making statements here. Brock Purdy, 189.4 passing yards over or under. Against Seattle? Oh, he's going to smash that over for sure. Lore, what is the Seahawks' weakness that we can attack? You know, you look back to what transpired in that game on Thanksgiving. San Francisco, we talked about this in our preview. They got after Geno Smith. Their defensive line was really good. Their corners were awesome. Charvarius Mooney Ward really locked down DK Metcalf. Ambry Thomas had an interception. The safety play was really good with Jair Brown to Sean Gibson. Brock pretty struggled just a little bit to throw the football, but still dropped that dime to Brandon Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey had more than 100 yards. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they combined for a lot of receiving yards in that game. So I think the game plan against Seattle, they did score a lot of points against Dallas last Thursday. But I think for San Francisco, it's just so hard to score against them right now. And I don't see how there is a world possible in which Seattle's going to be able to score the rock. So I want to see them get aggressive in getting after Geno Smith, start off with the four-man rush. The coverage has to be good to lock down DK Metcalf, as well as Ambry Thomas, uh, as well as uh, Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba. So slot corner play going to be really important in this game. And then offensively, a balanced approach because you know Seattle's going to try to muddy the game up because that's the only way that they can win. Spunky guy. And then we got a $5 super chat from Words of Wisdom. Do you think that Kittle should get more touches? I think he needs 10 or more. It just kind of depends on the game plan. It depends on the opponent. You go up against Philadelphia last week. Debo Samuel has the best regular season game of his career with three touchdowns. But lost in the mix, Spunky guy, is what George Kittle was able to do in that first half. George Kittle 
had more than 50 yards receiving that first half alone. And then after that, San Francisco kind of went away from him. They utilized Debo a little bit more because they didn't have to use George Kittle. Look, you have to be unselfish when you play on a team like this with so many options. So I can guarantee you that George Kittle isn't complaining about his lack of touches, but when the matchup leads to you being able to utilize your tight end and George Kittle, of course you're going to take that, but you can't force it. Words of wisdom. I am a great cherry popper. That's what she said. That's a good one right there. So we were live, and Words of Wisdom sent in the first Super Chat of the live show, and he popped the Super Chat cherry. And maybe in reality, he's also a good cherry popper. Wouldn't doubt him. Not for a moment. Sean Wallace, I don't doubt him either. Will Logan Ryan see time on Sunday? Bang, bang. You know, he might. He has a lot of experience playing slot nickel corner. He came up with the New England Patriots after he was a third-round pick out of Rutgers playing that type of role in Bill Belichick's defense as he's gotten older. He's played a little bit more safety. But a reason why, you know, safeties can play in the slot, they might not have the twitchy, short area quickness and overall long speed of a corner, but you put them in the slot, in the box, and that makes the field a little bit more condensed. So I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco uses him a little bit there, but the Amador Lenore has been awesome in this slot. Backup safety, you might be able to see some snaps from Logan Ryan. Make sure you subscribe to the channel again because when there's breaking news or the Niners make a roster move, we talk about it, but also we interact with the faithful better than any other YouTube channel out there. And it's a really big part and a backbone of this program to be able to involve you in our shows. So when you join us live, just make sure you use the hashtag 49ers or send in a super chat to ask us anything. Right on. John Wallace, hey, my brother from another mother. Michael Keller, how many points do you think will beat the Seahawks by? Um, I'm thinking like 31-17. Seattle scores a garbage time touchdown. Bam, bam, I love Logan Ryan. Dude is a football player. He really is, man. He's just a football player. Amic Camarillo, you're the man. Appreciate you for watching, brother. What a guy. So full mailbag coming up now. We need some questions. All right, we need some questions from the people if you want us to do a mailbag. If not, we're just going to sign off. So let's chop it up, hashtag 49ers, or send in the Super Chat to ask us anything. Hashtag 49ers or Super Chat us to ask us anything. If we don't get any more questions, we'll just sign off. We got enough videos. Words of wisdom, artificial intelligence, mashups, please. Trace, that's some of the hardest that we've ever laughed on a show. Dude. That was one of the funniest <laughs> days, I think, on the 40. Yeah. That, it, it's that day, and it's the Raiders 49ers watch party on New Year's Day. Definitely. Those were the two top mom live moments on this channel, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, Words of Wisdom was asking if you, uh, since New Year's is coming up, do we want to run it back with a bottle? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, Words. Yeah. He said same or different. Uh, same. Same. For same. Show. Let's go, Words. <laughs> It's getting weird. <laughs> that was awesome. That, that actually was really good champagne. It was. That's some of the best champagne I've ever had. Um, I will say this. Chase, we do get to celebrate my birthday this Sunday. We do. 
It's going to be fun. We do. Watch party's going to be rowdy. Yeah. The official birthday is? The 15th. The 15th. So, yeah, we do get to celebrate Trace's birthday on Sunday. His official birthday is the 15th. Yes. It'll be good times. Oh, that's right. It's the same day as the holiday party. Yep. Yeah. Yep. John Wallace getting a question in. Oh, words. We loved it, man. Oh, it was outstanding. The, the Moet Black, right, I think <laughs> is what it was. Outstanding. Yeah, it was great. We were drinking that on the show. <laughs> we were drinking Yeah, we'll bring it. We'll lot. bring the Shambongs back out if we <laughs> want to run it back. We got to get it going. Thank you all. How old? I'm turning 25. 25. The ripe young age of 25. Moet Black, baby. Oh, you know what's funny is that the Niners play on New Year's Eve, Ooh. not New Year's Day this time. How does that switch, though? So I thought it would be a You would think it would be the second, day. right? Yeah. How does it go backwards? That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Is New Year's Eve a Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. The calendar. Sunday, Sunday, Calendars. Sunday. All fucked. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Tom Daly getting a question in. We need a few more. Just a few more hashtag 49ers and ask us anything. Give a hot take, whatever you want to do. How do you, uh, how we make the Seahawks one dimensional? Lore? Yep. There you go, Lore. Um, yeah, $50 super chat. I'll shotgun a beer as well. What's up, Barefoot? What's up, Foot? Huh? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, $100 off your ball. All right. Wait, come here. Allie Barefoot, say that again. $100 super chat. She'll do a beer ball. Come here and say it again, Barefoot. Say it with your chest. Oh, $100 and I will beer bong and I will beat Chase. Oh, snap. Beer bong race between me and Barefoot. The is talking that shit. $100 super chat. Hey, let's go. Oh, no. Allie, what did you do? No, oh, <laughs> it is our Friday. Ah, if you insist. John Wallace says, "Hey, sis." What's up, bro? Yeah, we'll do. Tom Daly said, "Oh, oh snap!" Without a doubt, Chase. Without it, there's literally not. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Daywalker getting the question in. Henry, the average Niner fan, good over under right there. Chase Young, over under one and a half sacks. I'm going to go under. He gets one. There's too many people feasting on that defensive line. Francisco, get her done. $100 super chat. Allie Barefoot and myself, beer bong race. Let's do it. And you become a Goldmine Hall of Fame member. Trizzy from Words of Wisdom, your new NOLA coach. He uh, sucks. He sinks. He sucks. I hate him. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Niners, nothing but a gangster party. Ain't nothing but a gangster party. Look Shout out Tupac. Beat that slack I just dun, said. Dun, 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 dun. Thank Ain't you, Michael nothing Keller. but a gangster party. party. We, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. We all but one. Oh, man. All right. I think we got enough questions. Yeah, here. we're good. All we're right. Good. Let's do this mail sack. <laughs> Let's sack this mail. Wait. Hold on. Pause. Let's do this mail sack. Chip, you want to come do a mail sack with As us, As I look man? at Chip. 
$100 super chat, barefoot chase beer bong race, and you see Chipper Sack. <laughs> One, 125 for that. 125 <laughs> Oh, man. Holy cow, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Mailbag. I think Drippy Sports said, you're wrong, bro. I know. We're just too funny out here. Oh, man. I'm laughing hard. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm looking to see what other people say here. Come on. We're the sack boys. All right. <laughs> they call us the sack lads. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. All right. I mean, it's, it's just like Nick Bosa, Chase Young, the sack bros. Exactly. That's know? what I meant. That's what I meant. Sack that mail from Henry. We're going to sack your questions right now. Yeah, the sack Steven Sierra. What up, Big Chase? Speaking of sacks, Niners have a big money lineup. What's it going to take to keep them together? Um, being fiscally smart with contract restructures, finding a way to pull off financial gymnastics, they already have the most cap space in the NFL. You backload a couple of deals. You get really creative with the contracts that you ink your players to. Steven Sierra, what up, Big Chase? Yep, no, I got that one. Nicholas Garrett, next up. The only game left on our schedule that worries me is against the Ravens on Christmas Day. What do you think? We'll include both of these on the mailbag, and I'm going to expand on those a little bit further coming up. I agree. The only game that the Niners should really be worried about is that Ravens game, um, you know, the upcoming schedule, you have Seattle, you have Arizona, you have Baltimore, you have the Cardinals um, and the Commanders, or the Ravens and the Commanders, so yeah, it's, and, and the Rams, I, I don't even know what I'm saying, but yeah, those are the games left as I'm trying to rattle it off, We're gonna off, sack the, the, Rams. off the top of my head, all right, let's, uh, we'll try to get the, the train back on the tracks here. Did Ufunga already have his surgery? I'm not sure, Envy. Sometimes, um, you know, it comes down to the swelling in that knee. And sometimes the ACL surgeries are delayed because they have to wait until that swelling goes down. Okay, mailbag coming up. Let's hear from the faithful. We're going to open up the floor and hear from the faithful on today's San Francisco 49ers report. I'm Jay Sr. Always love hearing from our loyal subscribers every time we go live we ask you to send in some questions, but also pass along your analysis as it pertains to San Francisco. So without further ado, let's dive into those questions right now. Hope you all enjoy the show. Steven Sierra, $10 Super Chat. What up, Big Chase? Niners have a big money lineup. What is it going to take to keep this team together? San Francisco has been very smart with the ways that they have signed some of these contract extensions. And there are always financial gymnastics in which you can pull off. I like to joke around that the salary cap is not real. And I'm partially kidding. I'm half joking. It is a real thing because there's a number that you have to stay under. And there's a certain amount of money that you're able to spend. But there are so many different nuances financially that you can pull off and maneuver in order to open up money. For instance, you think about the big money deals that are paid to some of the players on this 49ers team. Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and then they make a trade for Chase Young, 
They make a trade for Randy Gregory, and they still have the most cap space in the NFL between 35 and upwards of $39 million. And a reason that you're able to stay under the cap is contract restructures. You backload some of the contracts. You add a signing bonus within some of these deals. There are a bunch of different things that you can do in order to maintain this core of players together. And keep in mind that Brandon Ayuk's going to be due for a contract extension next offseason. Brock Purdy before long is going to be due for a big deal if he continues to play this way. Talanoa Hufanga, if his ACL recovery comes along well, you might want to retain an Aaron Banks. So San Francisco is going to have to continue to be smart. So far, they've been able to do that. Parag is very good with the money. Strict with it, but very good with it. Nicholas Garrett, $15 super chat. The only game left on our schedule that worries me is the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas Day. What do you think? Well, you know what I think? I think that we're not going to be taking a break on Christmas Day. I'm going to be spending it with the faithful, and we're going to be live for a watch party. So that's going to be a lot of fun. The Niners' remaining schedule, Seattle on Sunday, Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, Rams. I'm with Nicholas Garrett. I think the Ravens are the only threat. San Francisco has an opportunity to either win out or go 4-1 and one over their last five games. And if they're able to do that, they'll stay in the running for the number one seed, potentially get that number two seed. Baltimore's a really good team. Lamar Jackson is an alien. With his ability to use his legs, improvise, he's also been an underrated thrower of the football his entire career. And every year, it seems as though he's gotten better this year. I know the Baltimore is without Mark Andrews, but that receiving core is as good as it's been under Lamar for his entire career. And that defense, they can bring it. They are legit. They have dogs at all three levels. So Nicholas Garrett making a good point right there. Speaking of our watch party schedule, we're back at it Sunday. We don't miss a watch party here on the 49ers Report. Every game, we are live. Pre-game show starts an hour before kickoff, 3.05 p.m. Eastern, 12.05 p.m. Pacific. Today's show sponsored by Prize Picks, by the way, largest independently run daily fantasy sports app in North America, and you can get a $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com slash CLNS. This is daily fantasy sports made easy. And if you want to continue to tail us, I suggest that you do so because we've given you a lot of winners this year. Like we did last week for Niners Eagles, we're going to run it back on Sunday as well for Niners Seahawks. We had Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Hurts, more than a half rushing touchdown. Hassan Reddick, more than .75 sacks. And George Kittle, more than 47 and a half receiving yards. He was able to surpass that number in the first half alone. So one more time, prizepicks.com slash CLNS, code CLNS for a $100 deposit match. You put in $100, you get $100 back. To John Wallace now, what could derail us from finishing off the season and winning all the rest of our games? That Ravens game, I think, stands in the way of San Francisco going undefeated. It's always difficult to go across the country like the Niners are going to have to do against the Washington Commanders. Um, an injury, though, is the only thing that could keep the Niners from continuing to play this level of football. I do want to see them sure up the tackling a little bit. That's something that needs to be a little bit better. Also, as we look ahead, if San Francisco gets that two seed and they have to face a team like the Green Bay Packers in the first round, 
It's a difficult matchup against an improving Green Bay squad and an improving quarterback in Jordan Love. I know you asked about the regular season. That's me looking ahead to the playoffs. Daywalker, how long will the Niners keep juice on the team? I'm not sure it is a very fair question, especially considering that things are going to get a little bit tight financially for this organization because of all of the big money that they're paying to the players that we talked about earlier. And on top of the players that we are talking about, you know, Charvarius Mooney Ward is making about $14 million per year. Fred Warner, highly paid player. Dre Greenlaw, you might want to sign him to a contract extension. So would you rather have a cheap fullback and pay and allocate that money elsewhere to a position that might mean a little bit more? Yeah, that would make sense. But I will say this. The 49ers love Kyle Juszczyk, and Kyle Juszczyk is the unsung hero. I know you might look at his stats and say that he doesn't do anything. He does a lot, and he makes a lot of plays that end up resulting in big plays for other players. Tom Daly, Chase, how do you think the defensive line will do against the Sea Chickens without Eric Armstead? I think the Niners will fare well without Eric Armstead against a team like Seattle. Now, if you're without him, I get the team like the Baltimore Ravens, then you might struggle a little bit just because of Baltimore's ability to run the football, Lamar Jackson being a running threat too. I'm frankly excited to see how Giovanni Kinlaw can play coming off the two-sack performance that he had against the Eagles. I want to see what Kalia Davis can do after he notched his first career sack against the Eagles last week. That'll kind of be a more heavier defensive tackle rotation with those two players being involved alongside Javon Hargrave. If you hate the Sea Chickens, I hate this football team. I want you to type F Seattle in the chat right now. They always drive me crazy. Next up, let's go to AFX Apocalypse. Sign Colin Kaepernick. Why would the 49ers do that with the healthy Brock Purdy? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Do you want Colin Kaepernick to take the place of Sam Darnold? I know that Sam Darnold has been very mid, but Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in a long-ass time. And this is one of those stories that kind of comes back every single year. Kaepernick wants to play. He wants to come back. He has not played since 2016. That was seven years ago. Think about that. Trace was a junior in high school. I had just graduated college. Think about what you were doing back in 2016. Let us know down in the comments section. It's a long time. Envy Richard. After Brock Purdy gets a contract extension, what players do you think we will lose? Now, that's not going to happen for another couple of years. Honestly, though, if I'm San Francisco, you might try to get ahead of the pack, and you might try to sign him to a deal that's more team-friendly, like in what? Next offseason? Two offseasons? I mean, that's just me kind of floating an idea that just came across my mind. But, you know, you're going to have to make some difficult decisions, and Part of the reason why there's pressure on this Niners organization to win right now is because once you pay your quarterback big-time dollars, you're not able to have as deep or as talented as a roster because you simply do not have that same amount of money as you did as compared to when Brock Purdy right now. He might be the best bargain deal in the entire NFL. It's making around a million dollars this year. That's crazy with the level of play that he's giving this team. So you want to capitalize with him being on his rookie contract two more years on that rookie deal. Um, and then when you sign him, I'm not even sure what this team is going to look like. Because when you think about this team right now compared to the team that was in the 2019 Super Bowl, there are not a lot of holdovers from this year's team that played on that 2019 Super Bowl team. 
Um, so things change very quickly at the NFL level. Edgar, does anyone else feel weird having to root for the Cowboys this weekend? It's actually kind of a lose-lose for San Francisco. You don't want the Cowboys to get the number one seed. You don't want the Eagles to get the number one seed. If the Cowboys win, Philadelphia and Dallas have the same record. Dallas has a much more tough schedule to round out the regular season as compared to Philadelphia. But anytime you're rooting for Dallas, something weird has to happen. And if you are, F Dallas as well. Garcia brothers, real ones. Super Bowl prediction, Niners-Ravens. What do you think, Chase? I like the way that San Francisco is playing right now. I do like the Ravens to come out of the AFC. Um, I'm with you. I don't think that the Chiefs are the same team. You know, the Bengals I really like, but they don't have Joe Burrow, so they're done. It might be too difficult of a path for Buffalo, and I also think that they just have lapses on that roster. Miami Dolphins, can they go on the road and win a game in the cold? I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do that. We'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence's ankle injury. I like the makeup of that Jags team. Don't sleep on them either. Either way, NFC, AFC playoffs. going to be a lot of fun, but I like that one, Garcia. I think you might be onto something. If you want to interact with me, hit me up on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Chase underscore Senior. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel for daily and year-round coverage of San Francisco.